everyone, and welcome to another podcast episode brought to you by Census. I'm your host for today, Gabrielle, and right now I'm thrilled to be joined by Stuart Pillow, who's Senior Program Coordinator at VCU Health, as well as Shamu Anthony, SPD Education Coordinator at VCU Health. And today we're going to be talking about just their experiences with data prior uh, to using Census AI Squared, as well as post. So here to enlighten us on the subject, as well as provide actionable industry insights, are Stuart and Shamu. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. Well, to start off, let's kick this podcast into gear by giving our audience just a brief look into your roles at VCU and just what a day in your facility actually encompasses. Uh, so let's go ahead and start with you, Stuart. Just name, title, your facility name, and just talk about your role, you know, what you do on a day-to-day basis, your SPD, et cetera. Yeah, sure, Gabriel. My name is Stuart Pillow. I'm the Senior Program Coordinator for Sterile Processing at VCU Health. Uh, we're in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, my main duty is to support the leadership of both SPD and perioperative business. So I make sure our efforts are aligned between the two worlds, the OR and SPD. Um, as staffing levels flex in both areas, we have to get creative to solve problems. Um, some of those problems didn't exist when we were fully staffed. So my daily tasks include administrative duties like timekeeping, HR files, and supply ordering for the SPD team. Um, but the best part of my job is the creative freedom I have for new solutions to old problems, uh, like Census AI. And I work very closely with Shamu, our SPD educator. Fantastic. And, and let's actually go over to you, Shamu. Uh, go ahead and give us what your day-to-day is like. Sure. So my name is Shamu Anthony. Um, I'm the SPD education coordinator here at VCU Health. Um, so I pretty much oversee the education for um, sterile processing. Um, I bring up any process improvement issues that we may have using um, Census AI um, to target those areas and re to like provide more education um, and to follow up um, with some issues we may see um, with the data that we get from that report. Um, but other than that, that's pretty much my day to day. It's pretty much the day-to-day. Well, thank you for sharing. Let's uh, shift this conversation actually over to the data you mentioned, uh, quality data. So, uh, Stuart, how were you measuring your quality metrics and your data uh, prior to using Census AI? Yeah, prior to Census AI, we would export our quality feedback data from Sensatrack into a big uh, CSV file, and we would import it into Tableau. And we would try our best to catalog our trends and create charts that the staff could easily digest. Um, we used to rely on a data analyst to maintain those Tableau dashboards, and although their efforts were valuable, we no longer have that position. So since this AI is starting to fill that gap that we have, um, and it's reducing the time it takes to get a full picture of what's been happening in SPD. Wow. So AI was really able to fill that role. Well, how were... Um... How has this platform helped you better visualize what's going on in terms of quality events and things of that nature? Yeah, since it's AI has uh, reduced the time and effort that we need to piece together that narrative of what's happening. Um, and the narrative could be from any number of perspectives, whether it's OR or SPD. Uh, we can drill down to a single technician, an activity like decontamination or assembly, or the whole unit to see trends that way. Um, and although we haven't rolled out Census AI to the whole team, Shmoo and I have been able to use uh, the tools to support our leaders with detailed information. It's easier to access them before you don't have to wait to the end of the month to get that dashboard view. We can just drill straight into Census AI. 
So leadership's been able to use it. Uh, well, uh, moving a little bit into just quality data for education and training purposes, uh, Shamu, how do you work with Stewart to see where quality events are happening and how do we use these events to build re-education and training courses uh, to prevent them in the future? So um, we run the reports um, pretty daily. And if we see like a spike in something, we take that information and drill it down to see if this multiple text, um, they're making the same, um, having the same issues, or if it's just a single tech. If it's multiple text, um, I usually do weekly end services and I'll take that information and, and put that into my in-service um, information that I put out. If it's like a single tech that we may drill in or focus in more to the fact of doing like single re-education. Well, this next question is uh, for both of you or either. Uh, could you just give us a specific example of a time, maybe when you saw a quality issue happening uh, with one of your staff that helped you educate them on the actually correct way to address the issue? Sure. Um, we came in one Monday morning and we were just doing our normal report to kind of see how the weekend went. And we saw a huge spike um, in the numbers. So we kind of like drilled it a little bit more to see what was going on. And it seemed to be just one particular tech having some issues on this labeling. Um, so we took the report. We're able to, like I said, focus in a little bit more and um, just do re-education with that specific um, tech in, instead of having to like bring it to the entire staff. We do mention, um, we did mention the issue that was going on to the entire staff just to make everyone aware of what's going on. But at the same time, we took the information that was able to, like I said, focus on the one tech that was having the issues instead of, like I said, waiting till the end of the month when we used to have our old report. Hmm. And Stuart, do you have any examples of this? I think the one example that Shimon just shared, uh, we have that one tech, all the errors may be found on one day, but that can show us that those errors were completed on days in the past. So although a previous date may have had 100%, uh, accuracy. Now we can go back with confidence and say, well, it wasn't 100% on that day. So we can trend those patterns over time, even going back. So we can also forecast going forward uh, what kind of trainings that Shamoon might need to include for future staff so we don't have those same trends. Yeah, having that data is extremely valuable. Well, Stuart, do you use these metrics uh, to measure performance and guide staff through improvements in terms of uh, annual or quarterly reviews? Census AI will come in handy for our annual reviews in the fall. I look forward to helping the SPD supervisors use the, the different tools inside Census AI to get more detailed information on their TUs. Uh, Census AI is still new and it's receiving updates, so we haven't released it to all the users, but we're looking forward to doing that soon. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, Shamu, I mean, using this quality data, uh, could you or do you use this to create programs uh, maybe that all staff uh, attend to maybe solidify training requirements, as an example? Um, I am sort of kind of using it for that. Um, we're getting ready to start an SBD 101 program where we're going to actually bring in um, and basically have interns. So be either there can be internal staff that are not techs that are in that assistant role that we're moving up into a tech role or bringing people from the outside and um, that we see the potential of becoming a tech. So we're able to, um, during the class during time, we'll be able to take some of these um, issues that we've noticed from the current staff and be able to hone in and target more onto those um, so that we won't have those trends in the future. Well, turning over to productivity and quality, I know you're using uh, the productivity module as well as quality 
But have you seen any correlations between productivity and quality? Yeah, uh, generally we see a, a slight dip in quality with increased productivity uh, or increased demand from the OI rather. Um, we still see a small dip in things like filters missing or dropping, um, missing container locks, holes in trays, or a mixed up barcode level. But we try to catch those errors in-house in SPD before it goes up to the OR. So we consider those uh, internal errors. Um, well, since it's AI, we can see those things quicker than if we just wait for the OR to find an issue. Um, so once we once an issue has reached the OR, we consider it a major error. And major quality errors that could cause harm to a patient, we feel they have to be addressed with the text on a case-by-case -case to determine what went wrong and how it could be prevented in the future. So that's where Shulu's re-education comes in handy if we need to do a recompetency on something or make sure the tech just realizes that there was a misstep. Well, I kind of want to elaborate on just how productivity and quality go hand in hand together. So, uh, Stuart, as you increase productivity, um, I mean, as you said, I mean, you kind of see the quality go down just by nature of there's there's more more is happening. Uh, so the quality may might go down. Uh, but has that uh, just been your experience overall uh, that you've seen? I, I know we have these forecasting measures, but uh, just have you ever seen cases maybe where the quality has gone up because you were able to catch that uh, and maybe kind of prep accordingly? I think if we drill down far enough, we could see that our quality has improved um, with better tools like Census AI. We're able to get in front of some of those trending errors. Um, we have a lot of new staff, a lot of traveling staff. So there's innocent mistakes, you know, a lock might be missed, a filter might not be put on, but if we catch those internally using these tools, then they never make it to the OR. So it never becomes a patient safety issue. Well, and that's where the training comes in. So. Uh, it's helpful all the way across. Well, how are you using uh, both of these platforms together to make improvements just uh, department-wide, just across all of the departments? Yeah, we're, we're starting to use the Census AI, the productivity and the quality module together to determine if we've got an appropriate number of texts during the peak hours. Um, something in the past that's been hard to forecast is how many texts do you need at any hour of the day? So now we're seeing with our productivity where we have increased demand, but we don't have enough text on the schedule. So we can see that, but then we can also see how it translates over to the quality. You know, if we have more containers to assemble less text, we have more quality issues because they're rushing. So we're able to see that the correlation in the data there. Yeah. Well, you know, just speaking more to both of your uh, experiences with using this kind of tech, I mean, you're almost kind of on the cutting edge of this technology, because as you mentioned before, I mean, it's not available to everyone. So just using these new AI driven platforms, uh, what do you feel like just in the process of using it? You know, what comes next? What do you hope uh, to see from Census in the future, maybe uh, with these platforms? I'm always keeping my eyes open for new technological solutions. Uh, our team works very hard in a ever-changing and expanding environment. Um, and I believe our technology resources are beginning to fill those gaps where we might have once had dedicated employees. Um, in this case, data that used to take days and weeks to compile and manually make charts and graphs and send it out through email can now be accessed with just a click of a button inside Census AI. Um, so we can see, like I said earlier, the multiple perspectives. You can see the OR perspective, transportation perspective, SBD. So we can see that story and that that narrative of sterile processing from 
multiple perspectives. And that's all with the help of Census AI right now. So we're closing that gap on understanding the layers of the variability in the process and creating more efficient and sustainable workflow. The efficiency is just off the charts from what you're describing in your day-to-day work. Uh, and Shamu, do you have any thoughts? Yes. Um, so with that being said, we're able to look by looking at both. Um, it helps me to be able to focus in on what re-education we need, if anything, or what to focus on when I'm doing my presentations. Because um, a lot of times it's like you said, we do have a lot of new staff. We have traveling staff that are used to stuff at different hospitals. So by able to use these um, charts and the data that we get from the um, census AI, it allows me to know what the staff needs, like what what reminders do they need. You know, sometimes it's not necessarily uh, a lack in judgment. It's more of a why well, didn't know we were supposed to do that or I didn't know we do that here type of thing. So it allows us to just kind of give gentle reminders to the staff um, and to help the productivity moves smoother and more to be more the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? To be a consensus across the board so that we're getting the same um, result, no matter the shift or no matter the influx in trays that we have to process. No, absolutely. And, and, you know, as we start to close up the conversation here, uh, what would either of you uh, say to just hospitals who are looking to visualize but also improve their quality metrics? I think my biggest piece of advice is to monitor and protect your quality of data. Uh, tools like Census AI are going to be popping up everywhere. Um, AI is the new thing. Um, but their usefulness is relative to the quality of the data that you're collecting. So I believe Census AI will be invaluable for other hospitals, regardless of the state of their data today. Um, but you always want to work towards understanding the more nuanced trends in your productivity and your process. But you just need to make sure your data that you're collecting is high quality data. So you can get a high quality product. High quality and accurate. Uh, Shamu. Um, I'm pretty much going on that same line. Once you can determine in your own facility what your issues are or what you're wanting to develop or grow or what your end goal is, um, I think Census AI can be an amazing product to help get you to that. Um, it provides endless amount of information and, and can like hone into like the specific details if you're putting if you're like asking it the right questions. I guess I want to say, but yeah, it's. Like Stuart said, um, knowing the data you want to get from it will get you far. Oh, absolutely. Well, that closes up the conversation for today. So thank you, Stuart and Shamu, for joining us on today's podcast to discuss the experiences uh, with data prior to using Census AI and uh, using it now, just in real time. It was a pleasure to have you both on the podcast. Yeah, thank you. Gabriel. Of course. And as always, if you want to learn more, please visit census.com and look for this podcast wherever it is you get your podcasts at. I've been your host, Gabrielle. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>